Hey everyone, I just a little disclaimer before the episode starts. Um, there's going to be a few times in today's episode where it's going to sound like I'm in a, in a wind tunnel, pretty much. And it might sound like I'm doing that now. I'm very conscious of this and I'm going to have to listen back to it after I finish recording. Um, but that's because I, I got very impassioned during this episode, whether it was from sort of excitement and joy or sort of a, the more emotional part towards the end where I was still impassioned and, you know, feeling. So I, I did end up actually picking up my, my microphone and uh, walking around the room. But in the midst of that, I, I put it too close to my face and uh, yeah sounds a bit windy so i apologize for that but it's all the product of passion and uh yeah hope you enjoy the episode hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of you have failed with me Zane Vader. um i was gonna say something completely forgot oh yeah no i'm recording at what half three in the morning so I'm trying to be quiet also well i'm also not trying to be quiet i basically don't want to wake up my family and by my family i mean my dog because the rest of them just don't really matter so it's fine we're all good we're hyped up on energy because it's half three in the morning. That's what you do at half three in the morning, isn't it? You get really, really hyped. And then, um, yeah. So, what am I talking about this week? Mm, let me wonder. Mm, let me think. What will the OYs and oh great, definitely great, best person in the entire world? I mean, obviously I'm amazing, but still the number one failure. So you're rightful leader. What will I be talking about this week? Will it be Star Wars? No. Will it be Yu-Gi-Oh? No, but I have a lot to talk about. I've just started watching Yu-Gi-Oh! Reigns. We'll get to that eventually. Will it be Dinosaur King? No, but that'll be coming up soon, because I've basically reinvented the arcade game into a tabletop version, because I'm amazing. Well, who wise and great Saiyan of Vader, what will you be talking about today? Well, quite frankly, there's only one answer, isn't there? do 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 Oh, 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 oh. We are the Nerd oh, oh, Sorry, no I'm not. Fucking Attack on Titan is the best thing ever and I don't give a fuck if you disagree because... Well, I'm the lead failure so if you don't listen to what I'm saying, I'll just burn your house down. I don't... I don't give a shit. You know, arson's nothing for the lead failure. I've fucked up all my life. I can do it. I... I... You see those walls around your house? You're probably in a room right now listening to this. A room, you know, probably four walls. You know what they're made of? Titans. You know what I'm going to do? Rumbling your ass if you disagree with my opinions on Attack on Titan. Okay? I do declare. It's better that the, um, I can't think of his name. It's like the chicken rooster guy from the Looney Tunes. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm insane. Anyway, yeah, no, Attack on Titan, we've got a lot to cover, because, I mean, I, I didn't do an episode last week, was was busy and had things going on, uh, so I didn't get a chance. Um, so we've got last week's episode to talk about, which, no, to be fair, I do have a lot of defending airing to do. Can I fit all this in, all into one episode? Who cares? I'll try. Mm-hmm, I don't know. Um, then we've got the awesome part to talk about, then we've got the part where they almost, very slightly, nearly made me feel bad for Zeke, and then he fucking just ruined it. At the end of the episode, because he's a beardy twat. Um, and then, I just want to talk about Attack on Titan in general, to be fair. Um, me and Pharaoh were having a conversation about it earlier. And I thought I'd bring some of the points forward, because uh, they're quite poignant. And um, I will be quoting her at one point in this, so I've got to remember to reference her properly, because I picked her up earlier on you making a tweet, and uh, almost word for word quoting me. And I said, well, you know, you didn't you didn't reference me. And I, I made her reference... Um, <laughs> my quote 
um, which I'll probably be using in here as well, um, so I need to reference her properly when I do it. Um, yeah, so I've got a lot to cover in this week's episode, and maybe if I get onto it, I'll talk about how Grisha Jaeger, despite how I know in the manga he gets more sympathetic, is the worst father in history, right? I don't care what anyone says, he just is. J just flat out is. Anyway, well, um, and that's where I'll be using her quote, probably. But yeah, I want to talk about Attack on Titan in general, um, with it coming up to its final episode. I say it like that because there's no way I'm fucking earth that is a final episode, because there's so much left to cover and you cannot do it in one episode so it'll probably be the end of part one of season four every season other than season two has had a part two so it's very likely and you know yeah the story's got a lot to go and i'm looking forward to it whilst also being incredibly anxious because oh my god i love erin yeager please don't die and captain levi also before i get into anything else i might as well give you my top five characters at the moment and give you the reasons why erin yeager I feel no need to justify it, I've done it every week from so like so far, and I'll probably do it again. Captain Levi, weirdly enough, no need to justify it, I mean, it's Captain Levi. Uh, Commander Irvin, okay, that one's self-explanatory as well, Commander Irvin, you know, Shinzo Sasagio, you know, just what a lad. Um, yeah, Levi's very close second, by the way, if I didn't have the connection I do to Erin, Levi would be first, by the way, let's make that very clear, and Erin would probably be in second place, but I've got a very special bond with Erin. Um, so he's definitely first. Uh, fourth place is Reiner because Reiner, on all accounts, just to uh, he deserves to be protected. Um, he's a genuinely nice guy, and I really hope that he survives all this and you know gets to reunite with the scouts and grow old and have drinks and look back at the worst of it like like he hoped he would uh, when uh, Bert Holt and him sort of say that in season two. And then fifth is actually Falco because he is the most precious and needs to be protected as a child he is just the embodiment of purity in this world at the moment and yeah so Falco just keep him safe please but please just keep him safe little baby Falco I need to keep you little... please someone save Falco I just, I just... so yeah that's that's my top five um Lots of other people, you know, up in that list somewhere. You've got your Hunjis, you've got your Sashes, you've got your Jeans. They're all they're all very high up there. Connie, Armin, um, anyone else? Anyone else? I don't think anyone else is up near the top. Um, those are the only ones I definitely put at the top. Sorry, I know a lot of you and Mikasa fans, but I I don't find shouting Erin to be a very compelling personality personality trait. Um, don't get me wrong, she's really improved in season four. Like she's exponentially become a much better character, but um not enough for me to have warmed to her completely, I must say. Um which I know is a controversial opinion. A lot of people like her. But um I mean out of the Ackermans it goes Levi, Kenny, Mikasa, as far as I'm concerned. So take from that what you will. Oh, Historia. I don't forget Historia Historia is definitely up there. Historia is amazing. Um absolute badass queen. Anyway, I've gone what, six minutes into this and I haven't even talked about the fucking um, thing yet, we, jeez, I've really lost track of time. We at Sidio Arts do of course still stand with the Black Lives Matter campaign, it's a very important campaign and you know, equality is still to be strived for across the, um, across the world, it really, no one deserves to be discriminated upon because they look different or they act different, so as much as obviously our push at Sigil has been to Black Lives Matter, I'm going to take it upon myself to, you know, spread that to, you know, I know you've got Stop Asian Hate's a big thing at the moment, you know, trans people, um, people of the rest of the LGBT communities, or anyone who is different from you, 
don't discriminate. And obviously I'm picking those groups because they are the ones that have campaigns going on and it's very important. Um, but yeah, you know, go to websites. So for Black Lives Matter, you've got uh, www.blacklivesmatter.com. That's a great way to find out ways to support monetarily or just educate yourself and know how to educate other people and, you know, keep the conversations going. So for Black Lives Matter, it's hashtags BLM and hashtag Black Lives Matter on social media. Just keep the conversation going. I don't know websites or hashtags for the other ones because this is a spur of the moment uh, bringing up the rest but I feel like at the moment there's a lot of it going around and I want to drum that up as well and anyone listening I hope that you know you take something away from that and you go and learn and you know respect people that's that's what it is it's respect for everyone and you know stopping oppression and discrimination for any differences we're all human beings you know we might look different but inside we're all flesh and blood although your flesh is on the outside ignore that bit but you know it's all got a beating heart all got a brain some of us don't use it um but yeah in a world that's as shit as this one be kind and i'm going to get to that later when i talk about attack on titan but for now do 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 erin um yeah you um it's getting harder and harder to defend you not because i don't agree with you but because it's getting harder and harder for other people to understand where I'm coming from. Um, and right, I'm going to say this outright, and, and Pharaoh says I'm a psychopath for this, and to be fair, it's true. Um, this is very, um, yeah, I don't, because I don't even know why. There was something really satisfying about seeing Eren beat up Armin, right? And the thing I'd really need to stress before all the fanboys and girls of Armin really start hounding on me. Like, you absolute arsehole, Thayan. How dare you? How dare you like him punching my favourite character? Hold on, please. I don't know why you sound like that. I don't. Is what it is. But, but hold your horse. Hold on. I'm going to say it now, so Saffron Pharaoh doesn't say it first. Hold your jewons, right? Because she loves to point out that fucking jewon looks like a horse meme. So hold your horses, hold your jewons, right? It's I didn't enjoy it because it was Armin. I think I would have enjoyed watching Eren beat up anyone other than Captain Levi because that is a death sentence on Eren's part. I don't... You're not dumb enough to try and fight Captain Levi. There's only one Jaeger who's dumb enough to try that. Get to him in a second. Um, yeah, so, Erin, you know, and that whole conversation was, I hope most people realise, because I think it's blatantly obvious, Erin's lying. Lying? He's lying. And a witch, and a wardrobe. No, he, he's lying. Sorry, I don't, that just came out weirdly and I capitalised on it. Um, yeah, he's lying. He doesn't hate me, because go back to season two right where you know she talks about how he wrapped the scarf around her and he's like i will always wrap that scarf around you the one person and whether it's romantic or not doesn't i don't think it matters have i already covered this episode i don't know i don't know um no no i haven't because i definitely and that's why different these different episodes I don't know. I, you know what? I really don't remember anymore. I'm going to keep talking. Um, Jesus Christ, Jiren. Um, no, I don't think I have. I think this was been a conversation with Pharaoh. I brought this up or, or something else. Um, maybe in uh, sort of discussing the future type thing. So, yeah, he wrapped the scarf around it. He made it very clear that whether romantic or not, the one person he cared... Oh, I think I brought it up last week because I brought up the manga. Yeah, okay. So I've probably said this before, but I'll say it again. The one person he fights for the most, the, the two, are Armin and Mikasa. So it's very clear he doesn't hate them. He's trying to make them hate him. 
And I think it's very clear he's doing that. Yeah, I know why I brought this up, because I was talking about, yeah, the end of chapter 138. Um, he needs them to hate him so that they are willing to eventually kill him, I think. He needs them to be able to fight him. Um, so he says all this stuff, because it's clearly not true. He clearly, you know, whether it's romantically, or no, I really hope it's not, or as a sister, he really, Mikas is the most important person to him, closely followed by Armin, you know, then followed by like, Levi, Jean, Connie, you know, the rest of the gang. Um, so yeah, that that wasn't, that wasn't real, and now I remember that I sort of, I brought this up last week, I'm not going to talk about this too much. Um, but I don't believe Aaron for a moment, I th and it's weird, as much as he had that dead expression on his face, I could see the pain in his eyes as he was saying that, he didn't mean it. And, you know, I think that's why I enjoyed watching him beat someone up. Because it was nice to see him let loose of everything that he was feeling for a moment. And just almost be free of himself. And just let it all out. And it was really nice to see for a moment. Um, but enough of that. Let's get on to Fuckwit versus Levi. Because, I mean, he's an absolute fucking idiot, Zeke. Like, I don't know what he thought was going to happen. So, he, he runs... Right, by the way, I've said this to, to Farah, and I mean it. Zeke runs like an absolute... I don't know, like, just an absolute pillock. Like, who runs like that? I know you're afraid, but, like, run like a human being. Jesus Christ, man. Like, oh, you're flipping his arms around like an octopus on steroids or an octopus out of water, just like, oh, I'm going to do a Mexican wave. Or like, just like, falling all over the place. Have some composure. Your Marley's fucking more chief, mate. Anyway, so your dumbass plan, like I thought, was the wine. All the scouts turn into titans and levi has one of the saddest moments in in attack on titan history where he looks at is it varis or valis and he says you know are you still in there and that that's tragic because you know levi's aware that he's cut through you know his own people before but this is the first time he's looked at one and he's known exactly who it is and you know it, it sort of took him back a bit to go like you know are you are you still there and then Zeke thinks he's got away with it. He's like, oh, you won't kill your own comrade. I'm, I'm, I'm free. I'm going to find you. We're in. Sorry, I don't know why he idolises his younger brother so much. I mean, I get it because it's Aaron, but what a creep. Anyway, then Levi catches up and Zeke is somehow surprised. I don't, like, Levi's, he's a one-man army. You're not going to stop him with a fucking squad of titans. You're going to need to... The only way to stop a Levite is with a Levite. Let's, let's be frank about it. Like, it's not going to happen otherwise, is it? You dumb shit. So, Levi shows up and Zeke... I don't... I, how do I explain it other than just screams like a child? Like, oh no! I can't believe it, not again! Bites his hand, trying to copy his younger brother again. Because that's how Aaron transforms and it's super cool when he does it. Oh, fucking weirdo. And transforms into the Beast Titan right because he's now shitting himself because he's freaking out that levi showed up and he's like oh my god i'm actually gonna have to fight Ugh. well yeah what did you think was gonna happen levi was gonna sit down and let you run away you bellend right so that's good job right so levi then shows up he kills the two titans that are with he kills one of the titans that's with zeke zeke uses the other one to throw at levi and he's like oh you know what happened to your cute friend <laughs> you know just because they got bigger, you're not going to judge them on that, are you? And that's, you know, mistake number two. One was running away. No, mistake number one was killing Irvin. Mistake number two was running away. Mistake number three was taunting Levi. Someone who already hates you that much and is that capable of killing you, you decide to taunt him. 
Nice job, dumbass. Marley's war chief. Absolute genius. Not a coward at all. I don't have respect for Zeke at this point. Right, he's an absolute fucking idiot. Like out of the Jaegers, one is really cool. Bit of a bad, a bit of a dickhead at the moment, arguably. But justified. I stand by it. I love him. He's great. Erin can do no wrong. Um, you know, really cool. You know, sick, cool, calm, collected. Probably still wouldn't want to fight Levi, but wouldn't scream if it happened. He'd just get on with it. As much as he doesn't want to kill Levi, and Levi wouldn't want to kill him, but that's something completely different. Whereas Zeke, Marley's war chief, cries like a fucking baby and then taunts him because that's smart. Then Levi says another one of the most tragic lines in Attack on Titan, which is basically along the lines of, you know, do you know how many of my own people I've already had to kill? And that's Levi basically going, look, you turning a few of my soldiers into titans isn't going to stop me. Because of you and your people, I've had to kill so many of my own people already. It doesn't matter at this point. I'm already a monster. A few more deaths, next <laughs> tallies next to my name isn't going to make me any less human. I can't get any less human. Um, and that's that's a true fact of Levi. And once again, I'll get onto that a bit about my Attack on Titan overall thing in, in a minute. Where... You know, a lot of these characters, whether on Marley or Paradis's side, have already lost their humanity. Armin makes points of it in the first two seasons, you know. To become monsters, you have to fight monsters. No, to fight monsters, you have to become a monster. And then the other one, you know, if... Is your humanity worth holding on to if you can't get... Like, if you can't give it up? So, like, these people have become monsters already. Levi is willing to admit out of all of them he's one of the biggest monsters he's killed the most titans and probably the most actual people a few more isn't gonna put a dent on his conscience you know it's gonna hurt him because he definitely carries the weight of all the scouts that came before him on his shoulders at this point it's not gonna stop him and then he taunts taunts zeke some more calling him beardo that's just priceless can't wait to hear that in the dub and then then what proceeds is Zeke just floundering like a little girl, already with a hardened nape. Levi literally just throwing some thunder spears into it and blowing them up. By the way, Pharaoh, who has watched Attack on Titan a few times like me now, when I mentioned thunder spears, she went, do they actually put thunder in them? And then a few seconds later, she goes, don't. I know that was a stupid question. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, it was. Um, but I thought I'd share that. Um because just because i can hmm. yeah um so zeke just just fucked up and then levi carts him away and by the way i love the implication that every time zeke starts growing back one of his limbs levi hacks it off i'm like that is so levi and you you know he's enjoying it at this point because zeke fucking deserves it and then flock i'm not going to talk much about that scene but flock you know absolute asshole i can't wait for you to die you know i'm all for supporting erin but your crew you've made it a cult mate Erin was just looking to get shit done because the military are a bit... They're slow knobheads. You've taken it too far. You've made it a cult and it's a bit weird. Please stop. Um, so that's that's that. And that's already been 18 minutes. This might be a long episode. I don't care. Um, so then... You, what, what have I got to lose? You know, it, it's already like 10 to something... 10 to 4 in the morning. I don't care, man. I can fucking do this all fucking neat. I mean, probably not all night. I mean, you know, I, I don't. I've got some stuff to do tomorrow. I don't know what, but there's probably stuff to do. Um, 
Fuck knows, a dissertation, that'd probably be good. Yeah, I might do some more of that. Ooh, binge watch Attack on Titan. That one sounds more fun. Anyway, rewinding. So, we get to Zeke's backstory. I'm like, you know what, kid, you've had a tragic life. Oh, you didn't actually really screw over your parents. You actually just did the right thing to save yourself and your grandparents. I'm like, okay, your dad's a bit of a dickhead. Get to that in a sec. Mr. Krasalva, one of the most tragic characters in Attack on Titan. I felt really bad for him. That's the third Marleyan I actually cared about. But, I mean, he's already dead, so it's not our problem now. Um, you know, Zeke ate him. I felt less bad about Zeke wearing those dumbass glasses now. I'm like, oh, you know what? I get it. It's, it's for the guy who you respected and was nice to. And I was like, I was just starting to feel bad for Zeke. You know, I was like, this story, it's sad. You know, he was mistreated by his dad and forced into a role that he didn't want. And not, you know, what he wanted to do is play with his dad. And his dad sort of said, no, you've got to learn this, do that. It was a really strict and arseholeish dad. Um, basically trying to turn his son into a weapon. Mr. Cassava was really nice and say his backstory was awful and it explains Zeke's origins of his plan which is his sort of euthanasia sort of stopping Eldians from having babies plan you know because he thinks the kindest thing for Eldians is is for them to not be born because then then they're not put into this cruel world that hates them and they're not afflicted with the curse of the Titans and you know while I still don't agree with the plan it it's kind of a reflection of how Zeke felt his whole life you know he felt like if he was never born like he wouldn't have had all this suffering so he's going to save future Eldians from that suffering and uh that, that's really sweet but Eren's plan still makes more sense flatten Marley just get rid of it flatten the whole world Eren just fucking do it rumble your way to you know let's get ready to rumble let's get ready to rumble get ready get steady and rumble Everybody rumble. Do, 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 do. PJ and Duncan. Let's get ready to rumble. Also known as Anton Deck. Fucking tune. And um, my new my, my new theme tune for Attack on Titan as far as I'm concerned. Um, just, yeah, it's great. Um, so, <laughs> dear God. Yeah, um, so Seek's plan's really sweet and I get where it comes from. But no, I still prefer Aaron's plan. Just flatten the world. Just destroy everything, kill everyone. It's, it's a better option. Because Erin doesn't want to remove free will. Removing the ability to have kids removes freedom, and that is not what Erin's about, so he'd rather just kill everyone else and give Eldians the freedom to do what they want. You know what? Good plan. I like it. Um, so yeah, Zeke was doing well. I was starting to feel bad for him. And then... And then... <sighs> he just balls it up, didn't he? he? He did the one thing... Other than, I think, swearing, calling Erin Aaron a dick. I wouldn't have liked that either. He did the one thing that could have just made me hate him again in an instant. Oh, and oh, that was blow up Captain Levi. I don't... Spoilers. You know, Fred hasn't watched it yet, but... And, you know, I've got... This manga spoilers as well. I know Levi survives, right? I'm not very injured, mind you. So I've read the manga, but well, I've read the second to last chapter of the manga because I needed to know if Levi and Erin survived, and I was very depressed when I found out that Erin. I'm going to stop talking. Um, yeah, and why'd you blow up Levi, you fucking beardy bastard, fucking dickhead? Why'd you do our captain like that, man? I just... 
You were doing so... You were doing so bloody well, man. And you just go and balls it all up in one move. By blowing up yourself and Captain Eva. Oh, my Vicar Father, what's over me? Yeah, sort of crying, you big baby. You're the arsehole that turned just a sociopath and didn't care. And, and now you've blown up everyone's favourite captain. Good job. No wonder the fanbase fucking hates you. No wonder Pharaoh bloody hates you. Not that I ever defended you and I ever liked you, but I mean, you just blown up her husband. Fiance. Future fiance. I don't know where their relationship is at the moment. She's trying to bring him a cup of tea at the moment. But I don't... What? <laughs> you fucking idiot. Okay, now on to the dad who is the worst dad in the history of all dads. Um, this is the quote, uh, by, by Pharaoh. It's, um, you know, Grisha, t tr <laughs> Grisha tried to turn Zeke into a mo I can't speak. Grisha tried to turn, it, it's just, there's too many things that sound similar for some reason. I don't know. Grisha tried to turn Zeke into a weapon and failed, so he turned Eren into a monster. Right, and that. Uh, and you know, um, Frey. Is it Opera Pharaoh or Pharaoh? Oh, you know, I'm just going to use your real name. Um, no, I'm not. Opera. I think you're Opera Pharaoh, so it'd be Pharaoh, comma O, twenty twenty one. That's the reference. If it's Pharaoh Opera, which doesn't sound right, it's the other way around. I don't. I don't know. I don't. There's your reference. And if we're going by actual names. <coughs> No, I'm not going to put your actual name out there, that's bad. People might start stalking you the same way you stalk them. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, I'm not. No, no. <laughs> I'm having fun. Um, <laughs> I love Attack on Titan. I'm going to start crying in a minute, don't worry. I'm going to get to the emotional shit, man. It's going to be really deep, man. You know, that heavy shit. Um... <laughs> I need some therapy, but it's called Attack on Titan, so it stresses me out every week. Please help me. Um, or or just join my Discord server, which is great because well, I don't know why it's great. It it you know I'm there, and that's that's all you really need. Um, because I'm amazing, and if you disagree, I mean, I'd say agree to disagree, but you're a bit of a pillock. So I don't know. Naff off. I. I don't, 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 don't mellow my vibes, man. Anyone would think I've, I've taken some sort of alcohol or substance right now. I really haven't. I'm just fucking deranged. Yeah, no, don't, you know, don't mellow my vibes telling me I'm not the greatest. Because that's, that's harsh, man, you know. Like, I'm trying to live my best life and you're out here being all negative. I don't, I do not support your negativity right now um, towards me. Even though you haven't physically said it, I can feel you saying it. I know there's a few of you out there, I'm not going to name names. There's a few of you out there. I can definitely feel right now like, no, you're not the greatest. You're the worst, I don't like you. You're a failure, that bit's true. The rest isn't. I am the, you know, I'm the best around. No one's ever gonna bring me down. I'm the best around. No one's, honestly, I mean, I'm just, look, I'm vibing, I live my best life. My attack on Titan life would be my best life. I want to join the scouts, just fucking... Shinzo Sasageo my way to death. It sounds, honestly, you know, it just sounds amazing. Anyway, Grisha, you're a fucking prick. So, everything's his fault. So, he fucked up Zeke's childhood. 
by trying to force him into being a weapon, and that didn't really work out. And then he ruined Aaron's, right? Because I was talking with this, about this to Pharaoh earlier as well, and we were saying, oh, you know, maybe... You know, maybe he, I think uh, I, I posed the question, I was like, right, who was he a worst dad to? And her, her initial answer was Zeke, because obviously on, on paper, it, it does look like Zeke was treated much worse. And, you know, I I get it. It, it Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense that you'd pick that. Because, yeah, he was a very bad dad to Zeke. But then you think about it, right? Everett, but at least Zeke knew what he was training to do. He was going to be inheriting a titan, this, that, and the other. Grisha didn't tell Eren, right? Until, and he wasn't planning on telling him. He was going to tell him after he came back from, you know, stealing the founding titan. Because he was at the end of his 13 years by that point. But by that point, that's right at the end. You're just going to throw this all at Eren and then turn him into a titan and have him eat you. That's not good. That's not good parenting. And some people, and you know, Pharaoh deterred saying, rightly so. The world was crueler to Eren than his dad was, and that's true. It's the world he lived in and just his natural nature and want to be free that sort of made Eren the way he was. I'm not denying that in the slightest. That is who Eren Jaeger is. However, and it's a big however, his dad was clearly grooming him because his plan all along was to give Eren the attack titans that Eren can go forward with the plans. You know, Eren was the only one he trusted and all that crap. But... That means that he was definitely grooming him from a young age for it, so he was probably fueling Eren's fire without people really realising for this desire for freedom to, to fight and, you know, want want more. So he was probably more subtly cruel to Eren, and then he just dragged him out to a forest and injected him with a titan serum, not really explained, didn't actually explain anything to the kid about what's going on, didn't tell him what he's got to do or what's happening, ensured that his memory was wiped afterwards, and then just let him eat him and didn't explain anything. Which would have confused Eren more. And, you know, we said, oh, in fairness, you know, him being a titan is what allowed him to live, you know, during the Battle of um, Trost District in Season 1. But then we thought, as weird as it sounds, would death have been kinder for Eren? He has been through hell. Having this titan power isn't a gift, it's a burden on him. He, he ruined his life. And it's led him to where he is now. And Grisha, Grisha even saw this coming. He saw the rumbling and he still chose to gave... Because I'm pretty sure in the manga, you know, Eren forced him to take the founding titan. But I don't think Eren actually forced him to give his younger self the titan. I think Grisha still made that choice himself. And he was horrified about it, but he did it. He didn't explain to kid Eren. He didn't do it. In... Honestly, you're a bad dad, man. You just are. You ruined both your kids' lives, and I have no sympathy for Zeke about it. I mean, he's a fucking dickhead, but I feel sorry for Eren. Eren deserves better than this, and I hope he gets better than this, but spoilers for the manga again. Last time we saw him, his head was not attached to his body. I don't think he's looking too good, and the panel said goodbye to the boy who wanted freedom, and I'm like, that's... That's not a good sign. That's That sounds like he's dead. Tis not good, mate. Tis, tis not good. You're a shit dad. You ruined both your kids' lives. Uh, but one turned out to be an absolute pleb and an arsehole, and the other one turned out to be the coolest guy ever. Um, and quite frankly, my salvation and my twin... Not physically, I don't look anything... Well, to be fair, I've got the dark hair, but I don't think I'd pull off a man bun quite the same way. Uh, but no, Arian is... Yeah, he, he's my boy, and I feel for him. He... 
he's very much like me. Uh, but you know, I've been over that before. Yeah, Grisha, you suck, man. You just really, <laughs> you really, really suck. Um, some people might say, "Oh, he redeems." I know he has moments with Zeke and everything, and that's that's great. But he's a prick. I don't care if Zeke forgives him. He fucked up my boy Aaron's life. He fucked up Zeke's. But I don't care about that. Can't wait to watch Zeke die. Right. Him and Flock are the two ones I want to watch die. Because Gabby, as much as I hate her, I hope she learns from her mistakes. She's only a child. Which I know is a big, big, massive change from me saying I wanted to die, like, last week. Which, you know, because she's a child. Um, but, I mean, character development is great. Out of the three of them, she's the one I'd want to live the most. Zeke and Flock, I hope, get fucking... Levi's got to kill Zeke. I don't care, you know. He just he killed the fucker. He deserves it. Don't care who kills Flock. You know, not yeah, it's Flock. I thought I said Falco for me. I was like, no, not Falco. I love Falco. Yeah, Flock. Just, someone fucking kill the prick, please. I can't stand him. Right. Anyway, our sponsor. <laughs> After that very pleasant note, <laughs> uh, our sponsor of the week is of course Schmerp, who does brilliant commissions for King's Eyes Life. Please do go check him out on King's Eyes. I think it's kingseyeslife.com is the website. I can't think of the top of my head. Um, link to it, you know. If you're you're probably listening on the website, or if you're not, you know, you can you can find it all over the twitters and stuff. And just type in King's Eyes Life um, on Google, and it, it, it comes up. You'll see it with sigil and everything, so it's not hard to find. Uh, go to the commissions page for any of your sort of web design needs. He's very good, really helpful, great to communicate with, and will give you great uh, quality stuff sorry excuse me very great quality place so please do go check him out and also plug my twitters you've got at vader saying because someone's still out saying vader fucking don't have a tweeted since 2013 which is amazing i bet it was zeke i blame zeke for all the problems in my life now if i've got a problem in my life it's zeke's fault because he's a prick right also i forgot to say this earlier right no wonder the Beast Titan's so fat with the way Zeke runs. I wouldn't run in public if that's how I looked. Jesus Christ, honestly. Very tubby, that's odd. Fucking War Chief and big massive belly runs like an absolute... I, honestly, like people people without legs could run far better than Zeke. I don't... I, I've seen fish run better on two legs than Zeke. I don't... It's not... I hate him. He's the problem. Is, he, he's he's the problem of everything. That Zeke start <laughs> Zeke started Corona confirmed. Um, it was actually just his spinal flip. Oh my god, Corona turned you into Titans. Oh my god, Corona is Titan spinal fluid. Oh 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 my god. When you get injected with the vaccine, no, I can't say that. Though. Too many people think it's real and start a controversy. Oh, but Sam Vader said when you get injected with the coronavirus vaccine, which is actually just giving the coronavirus to teach your enzymes to get used to it. Which is actually what happens, by the way. They give you it so that you can learn to fight it off if you get it again. Right, that's what happens. But Sam Vader was like, when you get it, they're actually injecting you with titan fluid to make you turn into a titan. So we can't get the vaccine. Vaccines are bad. No, that's not. That's, it's not true. Um, but it is still Zeke's fault. Um, <laughs> everything, everything wrong in the world is Zeke's fault. All the people I hate in this world, um, there's a lot of them. Uh, all the people I hate in this world are Zeke's fault. Um, all the, you know, poachers, Zeke, you know, murderers, Zeke, 
fucking lawyers, Zeke. <laughs> the government, Zeke. I would say he runs the government, but he can't even run himself, let alone run a fucking government. The prick, how is he? How is he a war chief? I don't. Reiner is more qualified for that job. At least he can fight and get shit done, isn't that little fucking sissy? He died. I'm not telling him to man up because that is toxic masculinity. All I'm saying is stop being such a little bitch. You're a war chief. Don't cry when you have to fight someone who's five foot tall. It's not. Also, you're fictional, so it's not toxic because he's not. He's not real. Levi's real. Don't worry, Pharaoh. Levi is real. Zeke isn't. Zeke is a figment of our nightmares to make everything worse. But Levi's real. But yeah, no, Zeke. I just. I'm not telling you to man up because that's wrong. I'm telling you to actually act like a war chief for once and not not just be a little coward like just fight you're a war chief you can handle one soldier right you're a titan who cares if that one soldier is fucking captain levi i mean you care because you're a coward and you're afraid of him because it's three nil i know that technically very technically, I was plugging my Twitters, but I've gone off topic. Zeke deserves it. I know that technically, you know, the one in Liberia, I get it. It was staged. But when they staged a fight between you and Levi, to make it seem believable, they had to make him beat you very easily. What does that say about you? Yeah. So, 3-0. Also, I'm convinced, me and Sweeney Farrah were saying this earlier, we're very convinced that Levi didn't have to stab Zeke's Titan in the face afterwards and use a bomb. We're very convinced that Levi just improvised that just to piss off Zeke some more and be like, look, I'm better than you. It's very much improvised. And I'm pretty sure when he took Zeke out of the Titan, he didn't have to cut off his legs as well. He just, um... It's bullying. But, but deserved bullying, because, I mean, no one likes Zeke. No one at all. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is really cracked then. Right, yeah, Twitter's at Vader saying is my private one. Please do go follow me there. You've got the link to the Discord there as well. And you've got the show one, which is at UFFoundSV, which is the best way to keep up to date with the show. Um, the Titans. Yeah, so Attack on Titan is, is the best thing ever. It just is. Um, this is sort of what me and, me and Pharaoh were really talking about earlier, because I saw this post on... Um, on Facebook, I tagged her in it, and then we spoke a bit about it in private messages. Because we talk about Attack on Titan a lot, because I mean, we watch the episodes every week, and we always think of more things. There's always more to think about with that show, so we end up, you know, chatting quite a lot. You know, either she messages me with something else she she thought of, or sends me a meme or something she found. And if I find something cool on YouTube or something, or, or I think of something, she's the person I bounce it off because she's the person you know, who I know who watches Attack on Titan as much as I do and is obsessed with it as much as I am. Um, saying that, I have got another friend of mine. Um, I'd rather do shout out to that. So, Pharaoh is Opera Pharaoh. There's a brilliant show, um, Pharaoh of the Opera. It's meant to be focused on, like, history and, uh, <laughs> and musicals. Um, but, like, the last 50 million episodes have been on Attack on Titan. Uh, not complaining, I love them. I, I'm st I will admit, I'm still yet to listen to her most recent one hopefully by the time this episode goes up and you're listening to this i have listened to it and i found time to sit down and do that you know because i try to be a, i only listen to like two other podcasts i only listen to two podcasts regularly and it's hers and office ladies right because that one's great and i love the office 
Um, but I just, for some reason, haven't sat down to listen to her latest one yet, which isn't anything against her, just haven't found the time. Hopefully I'll do soon, but you do go check her out. She's on Twitter as well as a, at Opreferro. Um, she's great and does great content, and uh, yeah, even the non-Attack on Titan episodes are brilliant, and I do really enjoy them. Uh, I've also got another friend in it. I had her on the podcast a while back. By the way, um, Pharaoh will be on the podcast at some point. We'll be talking about Attack on Titan for sure. No doubt about it. Um, but I don't know if you remember Martina, who was on the podcast. Uh, she recently, after me telling her for ages that Attack on Titan is the best anime ever, finally got into it. Um, she's only 11 episodes in so far, so obviously she can't make a big opinion. Um, but I think she's enjoying it. Um, she's enjoying it enough to message me about things that are happening. Like, you know, spoilers, episode 5, Eren gets eaten. She was like, oh my god, he can't be dead. And I'm like, no, no, he is, you know, lying, because I don't want to spoil it, even though I knew that she knew that I was lying. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm building up my little survey core, as I'm calling them now. Uh, all these people that I'm introducing to Attack on Titan are my own personal survey core. I'm Eren. Uh, Pharaoh is... <laughs> I don't... I want to say Petra, because, you know, she also basically fangirled over Levi, but, I mean, she died. That's a bit cruel to call Pharaoh that. Pharaoh is just a member of the Survey Corps who idolises Captain Levi. Um, and, you know, so I'm sort of building up my, my own little personal Survey Corps, which is great. Do go check out Martina as well. She's, um, I think her Twitter handle is Martina is the party. I don't know. I retweet her stuff a lot or I reply to her stuff a lot. So you'll see it on my Twitter feed. Um, she she plays video games on Twitch, mainly Apex Legends, but do go check her out, she's great. A lot of her tweets are actually quite funny as well, she doesn't just post about gameplay and stuff, she posts some really funny stuff. As does Pharaoh, Pharaoh does a lot of Attack on Titan tweets, it's great. So do go check them out, you know, as people have been getting into Attack on Titan. I want to get Pharaoh on for an episode, talk about Attack on Titan. And I want to get Martina back on another episode as well, I had fun on the last one, and now she's watching Attack on Titan, I might even, you know, talk to her about that and see sort of initial opinions. We will see, and I'm already basically at my normal runtime, but I'm not done yet, so you can either sit down, shut your work up, and uh, listen to some more, or, or I mean, you can go, I'm not going to stop you, but I will hate you for it, you know, very maliciously. Like, I won't, like, the kind of thing I won't ever forgive you, like, you'll be on Zeke level, not quite flock level, but you'll be, like, Zeke level of bad. So, do think carefully about what your next move is. And if you've already stopped listening, you're not going to hear this, but you're a prick. Um, <laughs> Jesus. No, I'm not Jesus. I am my own higher being. I am the Saiyan Vader. The Attack Titan. I wish. I did try to bite my hand, but it didn't work. It just, very, it just hurt a lot. Anyway, um, maybe I'm an Ackerman. Maybe I just need someone to scream at me to fight, and then I'll just start whizzing around the place. It'd be cool to be a bloody Ackerman, I'll tell you that now. Anyway, um... <laughs> Moving on. Attack on Titan, yeah, so this post I saw on Facebook, this is how it started. I was talking about a post I saw on Facebook and I was talking to Farah about. And it was, weirdly enough, the scene I was talking about where Mikasa says how, you know, we wrap the scarf around you and stuff. And I can't remember exactly how they sort of changed it, but it was basically saying how, you know, Attack on Titan has always been there for us. It's been our safety blanket. Attack on Titan wrapped that scarf around us. You know, that really hit me, because, you know, the last year's been crap for everyone. I've had a particularly crap year um, with things going on that obviously I won't disclose, because it's personal and I don't want to get into it um, too much. Um, but Attack on Titan became a blanket for me as I fell in love with the show and the characters, especially... Uh, I always emphasise they're in Jaeger, and I mean it, when seeing him 
almost makes me feel better about myself because I it's, oh, don't start crying please but <laughs> seeing her in on screen is like it's like watching myself and so seeing him go through shit as well obviously different shit to what I'm going through and he's a far more extreme world that he's thrown into but it makes me feel like I'm not alone in a way, you know, seeing him and then watching Levi and watching all the rest is just like having these really cool friends around you and, you know, I'm the least patriotic person on the planet, but I would give my heart for Paradis any day, like, I'd drop everything to fight for Paradis and the Scouts, you know, that, that level of something, it just attached itself to my heart and drew something out of me, this show, and it really did wrap that scarf around me and you know I, I'm sure Pharaoh will give her side of this at some point maybe when she's on my show maybe on hers I don't really know yet but I know she feels somewhat the same I don't know what to, to what extent um, but this show has become something special for us like not just because it's amazing but because it's, it's latched itself onto our hearts you know we've got really attached to the characters she wants to marry Captain Levi and we'll marry Captain Levi and I've I've found like a sense of there's someone else like me out there and I know it's weird because he's 2D and he's animated but Erin has sort of provided so much for me you know um, as a person because I see so much of myself in him which might make me sound like this awful human being and if that's what you take from it that's fine you know Pharaoh knows what I mean I've spoken to her about it um, and she she was actually, I think, the first one to really... Because as I always re weirdly sympathise with Erin and never understood why. And it was she was the first one to go, well, yeah, it's because you are Erin. And after that, it snowballed for me. And all the connections came to place. I was like, shit, that's why I understand him. That's why I always see his point of view. And that's why I feel such a connection to him. It's because he is me and I am him in just different worlds. So, you know, I've, I owe a lot to this show and and Erin in particular. So, you know, whilst you might be the villain to the rest of the world, Erin, you're you're my hero at this point. You know, and saying I wish I could be more like you is a bit of a controversial topic considering what you're about to do. But honestly, Erin has, has saved me and the show did, the show has been a bit of safety bank. Obviously, my, my dog I got as well, Finn, is who originally, well, I don't know if I said, was going to be called Levi, but we moved on to Finn later on. Um, and yes, Levi was going to be after the great captain um i couldn't do erin because i have a cousin called erin i e r i n um so i could, can have two erins and obviously spelled differently but it's, it's a similar name um yeah and i attack on titan is because it it does attach to your heart and it takes you on the the darkest ride you could ever be on you know, it's so dark, so grim, but it's, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting emotional now, but it's beautiful, it really is so goddamn beautiful the whole time, and, and not just talking about the visuals, the world, the messages, you know, it's, it's an incredible world, and I don't, I don't regret ever, you know, as much as I complain about the anxiety and having to wait and everything, I don't ever regret watching this show because it it's something special it, you know it, it, to quote saffron earlier it's lightning in a bottle 
you know, you've got humanity's strongest soldier in Levi, who at this point, quite frankly, is encompassing the whole world. But he's he's not just the strongest in, in, in strength, it's in heart and in mind. Captain Levi, and this is the quote that she stole from me, is the perfect soldier. You know, he he's what a soldier should be. What a lot of real life soldiers aren't, quite frankly. He he believes in something so much he's willing to give his life for it i'm not saying not a lot of soldiers are but i mean you look at instances through history where soldiers have done awful awful things and yes levi has but never but he's always done it for a good cause you look at certain crimes committed in certain wars and stuff that you know it's awful and but captain levi is the perfect soldier he he keeps moving forward he carries the hearts of his fallen comrades with him and never gives up on the cause and it's stuff like that that is completely and utterly beautiful in this show it's weird it, it's the biggest roller coaster ever it'll throw you around like odm gear flying through a forest like no man's business but it takes time to slow down and show you the beauty and the nuance you know it's a show that does teach you to give your hearts to something more than yourself and, you know, to to what it means to really experience life. You know, death is inevitable. All of these characters, whether during the story or not, are going to die. And a lot of them were destined to die within the story. But they kept fighting anyway because, you know, these kids, when they first joined the Survey Corps, they were willing to give their hearts because despite all the darkness around them, there was just this flicker of hope within them that you know that there could be a better tomorrow even Erin even Erin now I think has this flicker of hope that there will be a better tomorrow at the end of this a light at the end of the tunnel you know it, it's you know when I first started watching this I was expecting it to be just dark and you know epic like Game of Thrones and I admittedly I haven't watched Game of Thrones properly so there might be more nuance to that show that I don't know about so don't see me generalising it as me putting it down, it's just me sort of, from what I've seen, gazing from the outside almost, just, you know, very dark, very epic, you know, a brilliant story, but maybe not the nuance and beauty, I don't know, that's what I was expecting, I was expecting an anime version of Attack on Titan, uh, Attack on Titan, Game of Thrones, right, but what I got was so much more than that, and so I'm not insulting Game of Thrones here, it, it probably is just as beautiful it might not be it might just be a dark and epic you know thing and obviously nuanced meetings but meanings but i don't know it, maybe it's a bad comparison but that's just what i was thinking going into it but instead i got so much more you know hope kindness you know this stress on just kindness doing the right thing you know in, in all this darkness being cut falco is i think and an army two of the best examples of this even amongst the death and destruction you can just be kind you know you don't have to fight you know uh, you know which are big comparative like opposites to Reiner and and uh, Eren but then you've got the other side of it where you know they do have hope that they can just grow old over drinks looking back at the worst of it thinking it's all over it's so I can't I'm so sorry I, do, <laughs> I can't stress enough how beautiful this show really is it's not just you know and it's beautiful because it shows you the reality of the world and the reality of war in particular but that can stretch 
across everything. The world is cruel. It's very cruel. It's very awful. But it's not black and white. You know, the show starts out and it is very black and white. It's soldiers versus monsters. That's that. But as it continues, you realise there's more and more and you realise, no, this isn't black and white. This is just a whole fucking mess of grey. And that's what the world is. The world isn't black and white. It's not good and evil. It's grey. It's opinion versus opinion. One man's enemy is another man's friend. To some people, Eren Yeager is a saviour. To others, he's a monster. To some people, Reiner is a saviour. To others, he's a monster. To some people, Zeke is a dickhead. And to other people, they are wrong. You know, it's... <laughs> Sorry, I had to get in one more Zeke jab. But the show... I can't believe this journey is coming to an end. It really... Because it's been one incredible heck of a journey. And as I say, I've never, ever, ever regretted stepping stepping on for this ride. Because I've learned so much about myself <laughs> and about the world. You know, things that maybe I already knew, but I just didn't realise. And even if I didn't learn these things for the first time, this show just taught me that the world is shit. But it's beautiful which is what's going on at the moment you know the world's falling apart with covid i saw something today that mps might be voting to extend lockdown in the uk to october again and i'm pissed this last year my life's almost been turned upside down and i almost gave up if it wasn't for fear and attack on titan and maybe a few other things i i, I think i almost just wanted to cease functioning i would have just 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 stopped flat in my tracks but Attack on Titan, you know, made a point that, you know, these people are living through the worst hell imaginable. But they've got hope. Yes, they've become hardened as they got opened. Look at Levi, that you're probably the most hardened and externally cold out of all of them, with the exception of Arian at the moment. But he still has hope, you know, that he can make do right by his fallen comrades and save his current ones Eren fucking destroyed his whole life has been destroyed his whole life everything has gone wrong for him in his life poor guy but he has hope that he can make a better tomorrow for the people he cares about is he going about it the right way that's up for debate but what he's doing is trying to make a better life for his friends and no other show no other show could do that Another show could make me care about characters this much and make me sit and just appreciate the beauty amongst the darkness. No other show could ever take me on a ride like this and I know me and Pharaoh joke about it but I, I genuinely mean it. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself when this story ends. I mean other than this isn't a joke. Rewatch it time and time again. That's all I can do. I need Attack on Titan in my life now. Not because I'm an addict. But because it's latched onto my heart, it's become a part of my soul almost. This show is its almost organic in itself and it's alive. The characters are alive. The world is alive. Because it's real. Yeah, it's fictional. Titans aren't real. That we know of. You know, and it, it's set in a 2D animated world. But why do I feel like I, you know, 
I know Commander Irvin, I know Levi, I know Eren. You know, I feel like I know them all. I feel like I know this world. And Yeah, the laws of physics might be slightly different, but the reality of the world and the colours of the world, they flow like ours. The, the black and white really just being a whole mess of grey. Nothing in this world is is just good or evil, you know. Nothing, nothing really. Because even some of the worst people in history, to some people, they were heroes. And whether that's right or wrong, that's up for debate. But it's the duality, you know. Is any side ever really right? World War Two, for example. Okay, I'd argue that our side was in the right. But does that justify us bombing Berlin? You know, Paradis is in the right. But does that justify Erin completely smashing up Liberio? I don't... I mean, I can justify it, but does that justify it, if that makes any sense? It's very... It's very interesting and very complicated. And... I just need to thank this show. And Isiyama, you know, you... In weird ways, you've saved me. This show has saved me, and... Sorry, I've got fucking tears in my eyes now. I mean that. This show's... It's now a part of me. I've loved other shows, you know, before. Arrow was my favourite show ever. And I have great nostalgia to Yu-Gi-Oh! I enjoy Yu-Gi-Oh! I love Dragon Ball, and, you know, so many other things. But this show... It made me give up my heart. And it became part of that heart. That I was willing to give up. And that's that's magic. You'll never find another show like that. I know I won't. And that's why I'm going to need to binge watch Attack on Titan until the day I die. Because this story means so much to me now. It's the story that to me is this world. And is, is such a perfectly written story because it's incredibly dark it's you know if i can completely understand someone reading or watching this and thinking my god this is the darkest thing ever but if you really look it's beautiful in every which way it's absolutely beautiful the futility of life and death but how you find meaning in that life is by having people remember you and carrying on your legacy you know or Death isn't the end, you know, death doesn't have to be a bad thing. Death is beautiful in its own right, you know, everyone dies and whether it's dignified, you know, in battle or you've been killed by a, by a rock, your death meant something to, to something more. You are something more. You're human, you're fighting for humanity. But what is humanity? That's... It's so perfect in every which way, and I don't know any other way to go about it. And to be fair, I was going to talk more about Eren and how the government forced him into this situation, you know, the military government and how they're, they're stupid, but I can't now. I think I need to end it on... I mean, I'm very emotional as it is. This, this emotional 
bit and realisation that I hope you're all now coming to if you've watched the show that Attack on Titan is just above all else it's not epic it's not I mean it is but above all these things like epic and funny at times not not mainly dark you know out of this world and everything it's beautiful and if you truly offer up your heart this show could change your life and it could change the way you see things and you could meet characters who feel like friends and you care about and yeah it hurts it's like fuck when some of them die and you know i'm not gonna lie to you and say if you watch this show it's not gonna hurt like shit at times providing you actually get invested into it if you do i can almost guarantee it will be the best experience and best thing you've ever done in your life is let this show into your heart and really take it for what it is it's life and that's why in a weird way you have to let the show end because you know a message of war a message of the world attack on titan is a message of life and like it preaches in the show all things die eventually attack on titan will come to an end and it's very soon it will die but it's up to us to keep it living in us in our hearts in our dvd players on our streaming devices it's up to us to find meaning in its life and i've definitely done that and that's not me bragging that's you know i have found meaning in attack on titan's existence have you because that's what this show is it's about finding meaning in life and having hope this show's about to die but it won't die because i'll keep it going the meaning of it will keep going i'll keep watching it i'll keep loving it and yes something in the anime world you know in 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 the business world as it is will take its place there'll be a new most popular anime that everyone will fanboy over that's great and you know that's never going to happen you know commander Irvin, for example was replaced by hanji but his life and his teachings and his meaning of his life was carried forward by the scouts anyway even if he was replaced you know attack on titan when it dies something will take its place but nothing will take its place in our hearts you know we did give our hearts for attack on titan and it never ever made us regret that <laughs>